The cats nestle close to their kittens. The lambs have laid down with the sheep. You're cozy and warm in your bed, my dear. Please go the fuck to sleep. The windows are dark in the town, child. The whales huddle down in the deep. I'll read you one very last book if you swear you'll go the fuck to sleep. So I ask you to help me with my health. Yeah. And you feed me. I say feed me. Force me to drink this vile concoction, which makes me want to gag. Actually, it's a very good concoction. I'm it's sure. It's make you super healthy. I'm sure it will. But why are we discussing this now? Because I think they need to know. I think I think what they need to know <laughs> is where the hell we've been. Yeah, I think that is what they need to know. And we grossly apologise. Grossly? I think grossly. that's the wrong word. I was trying we to sincerely. be... Sincerely. Sincerely, yes. We've been gone for a month, we've almost calculated yeah, it. Yeah, which we didn't even realise it had been that long, else we would have got an episode to you sooner, I'm sure. But, but we had a good... We had a good... We're back with a bang. We are back with a bang. Yeah. Yeah. So, what happened today, Wayne? Well, today... We recorded a podcast. We... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think we should high-five on that alone. Yes. Well done. Thanks. Well done to you too, as well, because it was just as much you as it was me. So, today's <laughs> podcast is entitled... Go the fuck to sleep. Go to sleep, for God's sake. Why are you listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it is like... 11 p.m. Then switch this off. Turn it, you have permission. No, actually, write a, write a review on iTunes, then switch this <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> to us, of course. Yeah, obviously. Um, but if if it's the morning, then continue. But if you're in bed right now, listening to us, then, then go the fuck to sleep. Um, so we have brought back on a good friend, porridge champion, porridge champion, Adam Stansbury. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we decided that it'd actually be great to talk about sleep, why mm-hmm. it's important, why entrepreneurs mm-hmm. need it, why you need it, why workers need it, mm-hmm. why we should give a damn about sleep. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, we covered loads of topics. We did. It and was you... a really good chat. It was. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Anything, so, anything stand out for you? Or um, Are you going to go for the fuck to sleep? Well, I am going to, I think I'm going to take Adam Stansbury's five steps and I'm going to try and implement just those five steps just to see oh I like we've done their curiosity what are those five steps what are those five steps so let's let you find out here he is Adam Stansbury we are go I believe we are go so hello Adam welcome to have you back on the Powerful Nonsense podcast hey guys it's a pleasure to be back good to see you you too you too how's things been going yeah really good thank you yeah very good loving life at the moment so as we um, as we said, like we heard about we heard about the porridge, porridge championship. So we decided we'd make this episode all about biohacking your porridge. Could you, um, <laughs> yeah. Tell us Could a bit I more elaborate? about that. Yeah, I was uh, I was lucky enough to get invited along to Rude Health's annual uh, porridge making championship, and uh, and I, and I ended up victorious. Woo-hoo. So uh, and and what exactly makes the ultimate porridge? Uh, it was a mixture of texture, taste. Uh, visual aesthetic um yeah kind of all those sort of things really 
and uh, and I I sort of nailed it. So you, usually when I, usually when I make my own bowl of porridge at home, I just kind of heap all kinds of different things into it. You know, nuts, chocolate, berries, fruit, honey, um, uh, you know, everything. But I decided I wanted to make something a little bit more refined, some more kind of uh, yeah, more refined tastes and colours, and uh, and it came out came out on top. Yeah, so I've got some ideas from. <laughs> for some net new recipes as well so what's left in life now i mean like you're pretty much done well, right? la- last year it was gym based personal training of the year 2013 this year london porridge champion 2014 <laughs> and I- i'm not quite sure where to go next so, um, are they putting you on the olympic team I, uh, I I haven't had the call yet, but I'm kind of waiting for it. <laughs> you're, you're like the water boy of porridges. Though. It's it's their loss if they don't phone me. Really, <laughs> there is a, I, there is an annual um, world porridge championship that's held in Scotland. Oh, good. Um, I've been been told about in some kind of sort of sleepy village. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's because they're all eating too much porridge, maybe <laughs> too much serotonin. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was good, good that was. Well, congratulations. Well, congratulations. Oh, yeah. That was weird. That's it. Well, well done. Congratulations. <laughs> thanks. thanks. We'll, we'll definitely Shut share some links smiling. to your, your beautiful I'll, porridge. I'll have to come and make you some. Sounds like Ooh, a plan. Sounds good. Before a podcast, maybe. Champ- champion level porridge. Yeah. So I guess we should probably get on to what the episode is actually about, which is actually sleep. And um, you've yeah. been doing a lot of uh, sleep hacking yourself. So do you want to just tell us what you've been up to in terms of sleeping? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I just wanted to sort of play around with a few things. Um, I'm a big sort of, I'm an avid coffee drinker, not a massive coffee drinker, but um, I'd got to a point where I wanted to sort of take it out of my diet for a little while just to see if it was affecting my sleep. So I hadn't. So I came off coffee for about three or four months. I'm back on it now, but just kind of keeping it at a manageable level, kind of trying to stick to one or two cups a day. I always drink you know freshly ground organic beans um good quality stuff um but yeah i just wanted to remove it because obviously it can have a can have an effect if you sort of upping your cups to three four and maybe later on in the afternoon can like, stimulate your adrenal glands and affect your sleep um and it was just kind of uh i started to read a bit more about sleep and hear much more about it and how obviously it can affect your hormone status and um how that can affect lots of other things so yeah i thought i'd play around with a few bits and bobs um and that was kind of instigated a little bit by gems sleepy honey so a little shameless plug (laughs) um if you if you haven't tasted it yet everyone you should get on it and actually it was the centerpiece of my 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 porridge winning dish my championship winning dish yeah (laughs) big blob of gems tryptophan high sleepy honey so uh, maybe that's what did it I, I reckon so so really you're the champion Gem. Yes. maybe it, it put them into a daze a sleepy daze and then they just <laughs> make the title we'll send that up to the, the Scot- Scottish World Championships and you'll be fine yeah absolutely um, so so yeah that, that kind of that was a little bit part of it um, and then what I thought I'd do as part of my newsletter that I send out to everyone on a, on a, every Wednesday, the peak of the week newsletter um, to my subscribers. You can go there to coverfitness.co.uk and subscribe. Um, and I created a, uh, a lead, a kind of lead magnet or a free download, free report that I called the five habits of highly effective sleepers. Um, bit of a takeoff on old um, the, the seven habits. Um, yeah. Stephen Coveney, that's it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I just put together kind of some five sort of simple habits, simple steps that people can like implement immediately that will have probably quite a profound effect on or on their sleep. One thing I wanted to sort of just get clear first of all is like, how are people currently sleeping and why do you think people should actually care about their sleep? 
Uh, well, I mean, it's it's an extremely important part of being a human being, of kind of restoring, um, you know, resting, recovery, restoring, like I said, your, your hormonal status. Um, if you're not sleeping, then you're not giving yourself the time to kind of, you know, for your, for your brain function to kind of download everything that's gone on during the day, for, for that to kind of settle and restore. And obviously, then you've got the deeper sleep, which affects the, you know, hormones and uh, and kind of fixing any sort of damaged tissue you know especially if you're into your training um you know it's an essential part of of that process of certainly building muscle um repairing you know broken down tissue so um it's an, it's an incredibly important thing and, and and obviously the the way modern life is sort of set up and uh with the levels of stress that people are under workloads um late nights drinking alcohol um you know family pressures you know looking at iPhones, iPads, TV screens, so, you know, late into the evenings and then kind of not getting, to, not kind of settling down before bed is, is probably, you know, this all then, it's all this kind of cumulative fatigue that people are under that really affects their sleep. And then you enter this sort of, um, this circle of, uh, that, that you have trouble breaking out of, um, you know, because stress can cause gut problems gut problems can then lead to inflammation and, and problems with sleep but of course lack of sleep leads to stress which leads to gut problems so you, you kind of this vicious circle mm-hmm. um and you kind of need to you, you need to break that um so do you think we should start with maybe that your, your five steps on your ebook or would you say there's things that people can really start with initially that are much more simpler than these sort of maybe deeper hacks in a way no, I mean that this. Yeah, we'll start off with my my five sleep habits because they're kind of all relevant and they're actually I've put them in. I've rated them from one to five as in a process that you could go through in the evening. Oh, great! That, okay, would, cool. that would lead you to bed, sort of thing. So, and then I think what we'll do after, then I'll quiz you if some of the maybe things that I know that could help if you haven't actually touched upon them, and we'll just sort of have a little discussion on those. Mm. Yeah, good. awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, fire away. So, sleep habit number one: uh, reduce your blue light exposure. So you kind of the the light the the bulbs that we have in sort of traditional lights the like I said the iPhones the iPads the the TV screens you know they all emit blue light and and obviously daylight is is made up of blue light and that blue light is an essential thing to have in your life because it enables the wake cycle to begin so mm-hmm. you want blue light in the morning because that's going to wake you up and that's going to allow you to go through the day through what they call the wake cycle now as that blue light starts diminishing you know certainly in winter sort of five or six o'clock and that's when the blue light's coming down and this is when your body should actually start gradually producing melatonin which should then lead you into this kind of seamless sort of transition into sleep but of course these days with so much artificial light out there as soon as we get to five or six o'clock and it's dark outside the lights are on inside everyone's on their iPhones, their iPads and having these TV screens and you're exposed to even more blue light. So therefore you're kind of, you're then reducing the amount of time that that you're allowing for, to produce melatonin. So of course um, that's then going to be affecting, have a knock-on effect of you later on in the evening. So, so sort of like blue light sort of kind of tricks your brain, doesn't it, to kind of think that it's still light time, that you yeah. should be awake. Yeah, sort of saying, oh, no, 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 it's still daytime. You know, you want to still be up, you want to still be active doing things, but whereas actually you should naturally just be kind of winding down at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I sort of suggest around 6 to 8 p.m., you know, either 
stop looking at your iPhone or iPad and turn off your TV screens, um, or you can get a set of um, amber lenses, amber lens glasses mm-hmm. to wear in the evening. And what these do is cut out the blue light exposure from mm-hmm. screens. You can also download apps for the iPhone and iPad and and TV sort of software uh, that you can download that actually reduces the em- the emitting um, blue light from these screens, which mm-hmm. is pretty handy. So you put the, put these glasses on in the evening, say six to eight p.m. Um, you might feel a little bit silly at first, but um, you, you do. You kind of think, "Oh, is this really going to have an effect?" But when I started wearing them, it definitely it definitely helped me kind of really relax into the evenings. And of course, I was still able to read books on my iPad um, or or do stuff on my iPhone because the the glasses were preventing me from sort of absorbing that blue light. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a definite you know def- definite way to start your evening so you uh, say um just want to touch on something so you say between 6 to 8 p.m but just for those people that have slightly bizarre schedules like myself because i'm still at work at 11 p.m so i usually don't get to sleep till about 12 so how many hours before you're kind of aiming to get to sleep as, as a sort of formula should you use rather than say like 6 or 8 p.m let's say it was like well, two I, hours before or something like that well th- yeah this is just a ballpark figure so i think a good idea is just to say well look when we start using uh, unnatural light more excessively. So mm. when it starts to get dark, so you can wear these glasses while you're working. So if you're mm. working late, there's nothing to stop you. When it starts getting dark outside and you've got the artificial light on inside, there's nothing to stop you putting them on and carrying on with your work. Because mm. um, then that will enable you, once you do finish your work, um, it will enable you to get more into that that sleep cycle. I think there's been, um, sorry to interrupt, I think there's been a lot of, uh, there was an actual study done with um, nurses who had to work the night shift and they were saying that there was a much higher risk of actual cancer, like breast cancer and other types of cancers in these nurses who were working at night time and then they started giving them these glasses or actually like adding the bulbs in to actually like decrease your chances of actually getting cancers and they actually saw that there was a correlation there. Mm. Sorry, just having a swig of water. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. And uh, um, there's, you know, yeah, absolutely. Sort of studies have shown that people who do a lot of shift work are kind of at risk of of these kind of diseases just because of the the stress and the irregularity that their kind of sleep and wake cycle is being put under. Um, and then, yeah, because you're not getting that restorative effect of natural sleep you're putting your body under uh, you know stress and and then it's i always say it's like pouring water into a bucket you know you can you can stress your body out to a certain extent and it will deal with it but there's going to come a breaking point um, if you're not addressing these problems you you spoke about um like wake cycle i don't know if you saw chris cress's um recent post he did on sleep he spoke about wake drive is there any sort of relationship between like the blue light and sort of having that drive that wake drive uh, I, d- I didn't see that post, but I'm I'm guessing that that's the sort of the same thing. So it's the same thing if you know when people suffer from uh, what do they call it SAD that that seasonal something disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you know January February everyone's had darkness upon them for like four or five months in the UK, and people go through that quite depressive state. And it's it's actually due to um, it's not just due to sort of a lack of D three, but it's actually due to a lack of blue light exposure. And it's that blue light that we get throughout the day that that gives us that drive, yeah, that gives us that energy um, to get up, to get to get out and get at them. 
Sort and of that thing. sort of um, relates to, I mean, the idea that a lot of people we end up in the morning, you wake up at six, seven in the morning, it's still dark in the winter. Then you get yeah. onto a bus, which is shielded. Then you jump onto the tube, which is shielded. Then you get into your office, which is shielded. And it's just, I guess a lot of people don't really have that moment in the morning when they get outside and actually let that sunlight hit them, really. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, getting out of bed in winter is so much harder, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it's yeah, it's a little bit colder and everything, but it's dark as well. It's dark, and you, you're not naturally starting that that cycle. That and when the, when the end when your end of day comes, you're actually you leave the office and it's dark again. You feel like was yeah. there actual light today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was when I when I used to work at uh, Baker Street Fitness first in in London. You know, that's a lot of the gyms in London, and you often find a basement gym. So if you're a PT and you start at the crack of dawn, you know, you kind of start at may, might have a client at six in the morning and it's dark, and then you know you, you might have people after work as well and it's dark and it's it's quite difficult to adjust mm-hmm. and sort of get to see daylight on those days. Um, so yeah, that that's my that's my first habit. Mm-hmm. Try and reduce your blue light exposure. Okay, so that it's all about taking this big picture view. It's it's saying, well, I'm not sleeping well, so right, I need sleeping tablets, or I, you know, it, it, that's looking at the problem from a symptom level. We need to address like the bigger picture, and this is why sort of the first step is to try and reduce that blue light. Okay, so we mm-hmm. want to try and reduce the blue light so that we can stimulate the neurotransmitters that then will stimulate um, the melatonin and help you fall into a, a more restful sort of sleep. Um, uh, sleep habits number two my uh is simply just to start reading some fiction some uh, a fictional book so instead of picking up a, like a reference manual so if you're someone like me and you're you're a pt and you're interested in nutrition you know rather than picking up a book on nutritional science or you know strength and conditioning periodization and or all I guess this a lot of entrepreneurs out there are picking up like books that tell them how to or run how your to business sell, how or, to market yeah, yeah. And their brain's going and they're coming up with all these crazy ideas and all that's doing is stimulating your brain, stimulating more and more activity and it's kind of, uh, it's just going to be very, very hard for you to kind of wind down and calm down the mind, which is what you want to be doing. And reading a fictional book, kind of, it, it, reading a fictional book I find sort of transports you off into another world that's completely unrelated to your own and I think then that enables you to have uh, kind of an element of consciousness, I think, and, mm-hmm. and, and it detaches you from your, your kind of, your day. Um, and I think that's what helps you to kind of relax. Um, there's a there's a really good book that I've got in my um, my PDF that I re- read recently called The Horse Boy, which is a really cool. It was it wasn't fiction actually. It's a factual tale about a guy who takes his son who's got uh, um, uh, who's got a disease and he takes him into Outer Mongolia to try and cure his uh, his disease, which is really good. So. Um, that's called the horse boy so i definitely out book suggestions now i love it i know already already yeah <laughs> uh, and i'm reading one at the moment just is called how yoga works which is which is kind of a tale um, so you said about like escapism there so a lot of people say well actually i know my girlfriend wayne even admitted on the way down here he goes well i guess i got a bit of escapism wayne was watching iron man last I know, night i was naughty yeah yeah um I, yeah that's gonna there's i guess there's fiction and then there's you know, if, if you were to read, yeah, and you know, if you're going to read a, a novel that's on maybe horror or like some kind of crazy action, obviously that's gonna that's gonna charge you up. That's gonna mm-hmm. get you know, so stories do get your adrenaline going, don't they? So mm-hmm. yeah, try and try and pick a title that's kind of a little bit more relaxing, um, and and kind of going back to the iPad, you know, there's there's settings on either iBooks or in the the Kindle app. Um, 
that it allows you to to read with a black background and white white letters mm-hmm. um so w- if i'm reading a book on my ipad i'll switch to the nighttime settings um and also lower the brightness i didn't uh, actually know that at apple geek here there's actually an auto setting so it will actually oh, automatically it? yeah you can turn it, i think it's new but you can turn it on so if if the light sensor detects that it's low light it will switch it to to automatically Oh, awesome! He's such a he's such a fanboy. He's such a fanboy. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there. Good info. I like I it. I love it. He always gives me these little tips. I'm like, I didn't even know it, didn't that. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the what? That's on the. That's on the iBooks app. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. I have to sort that out. Yeah. Um, so that would be my. That's tip number two. So we've put your glasses on. We've started reducing blue light. We're now we're now looking to try and calm the mind down. Okay, get you into a more restful state. So, if sleep habit one, we're looking at maybe six to eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Then maybe, you know, start trying to read a book about a couple of hours before sleep, maybe eight to ten p.m. I mean, it, it, I, I found that once I started wearing the glasses and I and I picked up a book, you know, within thirty forty minutes, I was sort of nodding off anyway. <laughs> so, if you go through these steps, you will find that you know you will just naturally want to fall to sleep and, and get into bed mm-hmm. um you know the, the more you watch tv and the more you look at youtube and stuff the more stimulated you are and you know i, I find sort of when i don't do these things suddenly that period between eight o'clock to like half ten suddenly leads to 11 and before you know it, you, you're turning everything off and it's half 11 and you're like oh god you know or later <laughs> or later yeah 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 um so then my third habit sleep habit number three is quite simply drinking some chamomile tea um again you wouldn't think it would have much of an effect but it has a, a really really relaxing effect on you um a bit of chamomile tea and also uh, definitely suggest having some of gems sleepy honey at that oh, point yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to explain or should i maybe explain a little bit about what the yeah, honey well, you, does? yeah you, you take the floor so i'm not going to go straight into the massive science of it all but actually um the, the importance of taking honey before bed is that actually it's, it's needed for melatonin to kick in so it gets those growth hormones it helps you to kind of create those growth hormones um it's um and that's through the actual ins uh, through the way it controls insulin and um what happens is like our livers are usually depleted before we go to bed and so what the honey does it actually um gives your liver your liver actual optimum glycogen levels and what that does it, it refuels the liver it means your hormones are going to be released a lot you're going to release a lot more hormones before bed and you're just going to have a much better sleep because when your um, liver is depleted it means you're going to be more likely to release cortisol which is actually just going to be waking you up in the night so there is a lot there's a lot more deeper science there i'm not going to try to explain it too much but i know honey is great before sleep and i do it every night and i will actually add that in the notes so people can actually see a little bit more about how that actually works but it's been working well for me and like you said adam it's been working well for you so yeah yeah, definitely, and and obviously to do with that as well as the the tryptophan, and we'll come on to sort of talking about tryptophan in a minute. But that's the amino acid that's obviously in the raw honey, and obviously the the nuts and the seeds mm-hmm. that you put into the product as well that has that that sort of double impact effect. Yeah. Um, I get my chamomile tea from a really cool little. Uh, it's called the. Let me just have a look. It's called the Algerian Coffee Shop on Old Compton Street in London, where you can get like loads of fresh teas and stuff. Um, I got these really cool chamomile flowers and put them in a diffuser, so fresh, fresh, just like my coffee. Um, <laughs> yeah. On a side note, with coffee, there, I, I kind of suggest to my clients to to stop drinking anything with caffeine or or, or a form of stimulant in it, really early afternoon. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it does depend how you, you know, I know some people say, oh, I drink a coffee at seven o'clock at night and I, I get a good night's sleep. So, you know, everyone's different, but I'd say the majority of people, you know, if you're drinking coffee in the into the afternoon, then you're, you're kind of going to be in this yo-yo effect. And People have to like realize that coffee is a stimulant. So you're literally just adding, you're increasing your adrenaline, you're increasing, increasing cortisol production and Obviously, that's just not going to help with when you want to wind yeah. down. So. And caffeine suppresses; it does, it does suppress uh, serotonin as well. And of course, serotonin is essential in part of the that that kind of melatonin cycle as well. So um, that'll have a detrimental effect. And I understand that caffeine's kind of got like this half-life thing about it. So um, it does take something like, I think it's like eight hours to completely get out of your system, or something like that. I don't. Uh, know. Yeah. So you, you, like you have. A, it depends what gene you are. You can have, uh, you can be a fast or slow oxidizer of caffeine. So, if you're a fast oxidizer, uh, it means that you can deal with probably a fair amount of caffeine because your body clears it quite quickly. Um, if you're a slow oxidizer of caffeine, it'll stay in your body for longer, and you'll you'll kind of feel the effects a lot in a lot more extreme. You know, so I know some people if they smell some coffee, they'll be off the head for like five <laughs> hours. You know, so I was like that at the beginning. <laughs> so it's like it's not is coffee good or is coffee bad? It's kind of is coffee good for you or bad right. for you so it's, it's very specific to the individual and I think that's what people always need to kind of remember think, um, but, well, another thing that I always consider is like a lot of people like they wake up and they're like I need to have my coffee and I'm just like like they say oh it wakes me up and you kind of wonder like you've meant you're meant to be sleeping for the last seven eight hours why suddenly you need to kind of reach for a coffee to wake yeah. you up more or they go for one of those cheap boost energy drinks at like 49p you see people on the trains in the morning and you're thinking you've just woken up you're meant to be refreshed for the day yeah exactly and I, I, that's why i removed coffee for a while because i wanted to i wanted to get away from this oh it's the morning i, I can't leave the house without having a coffee and you're just thinking this you know this is this is not natural you know i should be able to just leave my house without the need for a coffee um you know it, it's all in the mind really um it, but it's all these these cruxes in modern life like caffeine like alcohol um that give us that sort of detachment i think from ourselves so it's good to kind of clear it out for a while and reconnect with yourself and and yeah be more natural definitely um so sleep habit number four is to meditate this is this is definitely i think the game changer for me in, in all of these like without a doubt um i started using a, an app called headspace you've mm-hmm. prob- probably heard of that and they do this uh, you download it for free and you can do this thing called take 10 which is you basically perform 10 minutes of uh, 10 days of 10 minutes of guided meditation and the the guy who started headspace he's he does the guided meditation um <clears throat> he's got an amazing really sort of neutral tone of voice and that really kind of helps you to to relax and he sort of talks you through this 10 minutes and i often find you know literally a couple of minutes before the end of it I can feel myself sort of nodding and I um, I sit on my, my bedroom floor in the lotus position um, meditate and then by the time the 10 minutes is up I kind of I'm in such a really nice calm sort of state I just climb into bed and, and fall straight off to sleep and I, I'd say you know if if you only had time to do one of these things that would be that would be the one to really focus on because um, it has I think it has so much so many positive effects meditating does um, there's been a film out actually that I watched last week called Connection The Connection um, and it's about new research that's come to light on, on you know th- we've known for years that meditation helps uh, helps the physical 
part of your body as well but they've got evidence now with kind of brain scans to show you know what effect the that meditation actually has on your brain um positive effect for yep. like recovery yep. and healing so yeah i've sort of had a bit of an adaption on that like i i'm not very good at getting into that lotus position yet <laughs> but um, what i do is um i'd um, use my sleep induction mat so it's sort of like those acupressure mats yeah. And so I will lay on that while sort of meditating. And I also up the level by actually um, putting on some binaural beats. Mm. And so it puts you into those. I think it's the delta waves. I use those binaural beats just before I go to bed. And it kind of puts you in that sleep wave that your brain wants during sleep. So yeah. I do that. And once I've got off that acupressure mat, sometimes I actually fall asleep on it. And I wake up and I've got to like peel it off my back because it's become so indented. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, what is a binaural beat? So binaural beats, basically your brain has different levels of beats that, and throughout the day it goes through these cycles, certain wavelengths. I don't know 100%, I'm not a massive scientist about it, but there's like when you're meditating you, you have theta waves, which are a type of wave, but then while you're sleeping your brain goes into this delta wave. So while I'm on my acupressure mat, which is it, it relaxes you, basically what a acupressure mat does is it puts you in fight or flight mode because you've mm -hmm. got these, you've tried it Wayne, mm -hmm. you've got these spikes in your back and it feels like your body thinks your back's on fire and it's freaking out. So it puts you into this sort of fight or flight response. And then as you get off of it, you've, you've relieved that, that fear. Your body mm -hmm. feels like it's okay, that the danger's gone. And so suddenly everything starts to relax and then you, you get a massive rush of endorphins, which again, relaxes you further. Then the binaural beats in my ears are kind of like, okay, they're setting my brain into delta waves. Mm -hmm. And literally after I get off that and I get into bed, that's it, I collapse out. I don't even, I can't pick up a book. I'm too tired already. Yeah, so I, yeah. think, I mean, these are obviously more advanced levels of things you can do, but I, th I think so. I think I think all this kind of hacking stuff, health hacking. I think there's a there's got to come a point where it's brilliant to play around with all these techniques, mm -hmm. but th there comes a point where things don't need to be that complicated. No, definitely, so, I totally agree. Uh, you know, all, all these all these different elements help us all to get into these different states of consciousness, and I think there's got to be a point where you need to do the minimal amount for the the for the biggest uh, you know effect um, because life shouldn't be this this crazily complicated yeah i'm sure i'm sure the cavemen didn't put on their binary beats yeah and lay on the back, but. <laughs> well i think as well when you get to the Probably point slept where on a rock though so uh. <laughs> <laughs> i think when you get to the point where you're having to do 10 hacks to achieve a result yeah. something's gone they're not hacks anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah i do i do like to be extra <laughs> yeah yeah make, make really drill at home but i think i think modern life just the way we've sort of set it up for ourselves we've kind of almost created this need for these uh these additional helps or hacks to 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 bypass sort of what we're doing environments to really yeah and another thing i was going to say with um with regard to meditation which i know i struggled massively with initially is like most for most people that 10 minutes in a day is probably the first point in the day that you actually get to think about yourself and what you're doing mm. and i think a lot of the time when it comes to that 10 minute meditation i find myself like my brain racking everything i have to do the next day or everything yeah. i didn't get done that day and so for me i know a massive help has been sort of actually before i do that meditation write out my list of what needs to be done or whilst i'm meditating i might think of something and then i'll put it onto yeah. the list and it's out of my mind then i get back to the meditation so that's been really helpful for me yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And I think uh, if you've got stuff to do the next day, I think it's maybe good to do your goal list the night before mm -hmm. um, rather than doing it the morning that you're about to do it, you know, because um, it gets, like you said, it clears your head, um, enabling you to, to sleep better. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Because I know a lot of people, like you're laying in bed and while you're laying there with your partner or whoever, you're kind of thinking, okay, tomorrow I need to do this, this, this and this. Whereas I think 
you need to get that on paper and be like, look, I'll get back to you in the morning. But for now, I need some sleep so we can get to work in the morning and all that stuff we've wrote yeah. down. Yeah, it's n- another way of kind of clearing your conscious mind, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, getting getting everything out and d- downloading it all. Um, yeah, absolutely. That that's essentially what meditation is doing as well. It's it's preventing you from uh, anchoring to those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, in, in the Headspace app as well, there's lots of really really cool, fun animations as well on on how you could look at meditation and the thoughts and be kind of a liken. You, you know your mind to being this blue sky and your thoughts being these clouds that are coming through the sky and it's whether you choose to sort of attach yourself to these clouds or just to let them float by you know accept them coming into your mind but just then allow them to kind of to, to come out of your mind and there's this really good thing that Eckhart Tolle says in The Power of Now which I used loads use it all the time and it was just again another game changer just if you think of it he basically says to, to help you with sort of getting into your kind of consciousness and to detach yourself from thoughts, actually physically try and think about the next thought you're going to have. And as soon as you start trying to think about the next thought that you're about to have, your brain kind of shuts down and it doesn't know really what to do. And you <laughs> and that thought will never come. The more you try and think of it, it won't beca- it won't arrive in your head. And it's just another way of you taking your focus off the stuff going on in your head to something else and, and I think that's the point with meditation you know you either stare you, you're either staring at something or you're um, you know concentrating on sounds that are around you and or the feeling of your body on the floor and stuff like this anything that you can do to distract your mind um, away from those thoughts will have that same sort of benefit yeah I found that actually the best meditation sessions that I've had are actually the ones where my brain is going at 100 miles an hour and I'm I'm thinking about all these things and I think one person said to me that when you're meditating if you have these thoughts the best thing to do when you realize that you're having the thoughts is just kind of accept the thought and just kind of almost throw it in the recycle bin and go okay yep thought done back to meditation yeah yeah that's it definitely yeah yeah and you're like you're human you know Mm -hmm. and accept them don't don't berate yourself for having weird or crazy thoughts it's just part of you know what we do and that's mm-hmm. part of how active our minds are um, and yeah the less you can attach yourself to them and accept them yeah put them in the recycle bin like you said um, the, the easier it is for you to move on from them mm-hmm. um, so yeah sleep habit number five the sort of the final one on, in my PDF so you've done your meditation you're really sleepy you're ready to get into bed so now you want to kind of ensure maximum darkness and, and maximum silence because obviously that's then going to help you to stay in in your kind of sleep for longer um, and prevent you from kind of waking up during the night um, so things like blackout curtains um, maybe an eye mask something like that that's going to kind of stop the, the the light coming into your eyes um, and, and also earplugs like I found earplugs are just incredible. I got these ones from Boots. They're these silicon earplugs, and you 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 just push them into your ears. And if you push them too far, it feels like you've kind of gone airtight. Brain's <laughs> you know, about to explode. So yeah, be careful, kids, with that one. <laughs> but yeah, definitely earplugs. You you put them in, and I think if you live in London or you live in a busy city, there's this there's this kind of proliferal noise that surrounds us mm-hmm. like all the time and it's really difficult to escape that so it's such a pleasant feeling when you put some earplugs in that just suddenly you've just got this pure silence and you you feel this sense of relaxation just flow over your body um, as soon as you do that so 
Yeah, I think earplugs, that, that's that kind of, earplugs and eye mask or blackout curtains are that nice kind of finishing touch to this process that you've taken throughout the evening. Um, you know, that's this is the ideal scenario. You're going to have nights where you're working a bit later or, you know, other things come up, social events and things like that. But, you know, whether you implement one or, f- or five of these, you know, even if you just do the last couple or, or the last one, it's going to help you. Um, and just try and aim for the five whenever you whenever you do get the opportunity. Really. Yeah, I think if you aim for if you aim with the intention of, of doing all five, then even on the days that you, you know you do finish later or whatever, at least you're you're likely to at least implement some of them out of habit more than anything else. Yeah, that's it. Tw- that twenty one days to 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 make a habit, you know, kind of a nat- is part of your your natural routine. Mm-hmm. They reckon takes um and also don't get into bed having only done habit five going oh god christ i've only done the fifth one i'm well stressed that i've only done it now and then you're thinking about it i'm not going to sleep well you know and of course then you enter that sort of that cycle so uh yeah i heard a great phrase the other day that was people i mean everyone goes on about these kind of morning routines set you up for a perfect day but actually no one realized that actually you should sort of be also preparing for your sleep every evening and i heard someone say well like you should prepare for your sleep like you're preparing for a marathon it's like we put so much effort and every all the great entrepreneurs are talking about yeah your morning routine routine is everything mm-hmm. but actually how many people actually have like a, a sleep routine yeah yeah absolutely i mean look, look how much of our lives we actually spend asleep you know look, look at the positive benefits it has on it it's uh, i mean it's just like um sleeping and eating really you know that these two just priorities that that everyone should have in their lives that um that people generally don't you know people don't eat well and they don't focus on sleeping well and and then they wonder why they get ill or that they're, they're stressed out and um they blame other things you know so i think these are two two essential things to get they're just essentially part of being a human being aren't they and um, there's too many distractions out there in modern life that takes us away from actually the the priorities that we should all have in in our to, to in, for our health to be mm-hmm. optimal i just want to touch on because we've started talking a little bit about the next morning um i want to talk a little bit about alarms because this is a killer for me and i've i've recently tried going alarm free yeah um for a little bit because that was wonderful when I did it about three or four months ago. Um, but obviously, I'm in a position where I don't have to get up in the morning because I work evenings and yeah. do my work in the evenings. So, yeah, I was just wondering if you could touch on, on alarms a little bit and what so your view is on them. Um, well, what I do, I've, um, I set myself three at five-minute intervals. <laughs> now, now, generally, I get up after the first one and I'm fine. Um, um, but they're all... I set them all with the happiest songs on my uh, on my iPod mm-hmm. playlist. So the first one is Pharrell Williams' "Happy." Um, <laughs> what have I got? Uh, another one's a Bruno Mars one, which is a really like happy tune. And then the third one is uh, what's the third one? Just find out. I can't remember what it is now. But they're all really really happy tunes that that put me in a fantastic mood. So uh, whether I wake up after the first one or get up after the first or, or the third one, um, I kind of bounce out of bed and sort of <laughs> shake my arms around and have a little dance. And, and again, that puts you in a good mood to start the day. It's like yes, there's a new day. Let's go for this. And so I think that's an effective way of putting you into a, immediately putting you into a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's the the alarm clocks that don't wake you up with noise, but wake you up with natural light. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lumi, I think they're called. Are they? Yeah. yeah. So all kinds of different types, aren't there, on Amazon? And, and also that, that brings us back to the blue light thing. You can also get um, 
light boxes. So for, for people who suffer from SAD, um, you can buy blue light boxes that, that, you know, that, that pump out this blue light for you. And, and so during times of the year where there's not a great deal of, of blue light, you can actually sit in front of this lamp and it will actually help you um, wake you up and give you, uh, give you more energy. And well, I know, I, know I, bought my, um, I bought my girlfriend one of those Lumi lights and literally they do work. Like we wake up with the light. It kind of, you set the time you want to wake up and it, this light starts sort of coming up as, as towards your time, your actual mm-hmm. ideal time of getting up. And as I say, maybe eight out of 10 times we get up before the alarm goes and literally the light just wakes you up, whether that's just on your skin, your body just starts, as you say, it's that blue light coming in, tells your body, okay, it's time to wake up. It starts getting a cortisol going in the morning, so your energy starts happening. Yeah. But Because I'm, I'm really, really, really against alarms, because I think, like you say, I mean, it's great that you use those tracks, but people need to realise, like, when you set an alarm, usually they're that really abrupt, horrible noise, and yeah. you don't know what, what phase of sleep you're in. Like, if you're in a deep sleep and you get this massive beep come out of nowhere and you wake up like you've been shot or something like that, yeah. and you're like, you wake, sometimes people wake up and you're, you've got heart palpitations from the alarm that shook you so much out of your sleep. Yeah. Like, that's no way to be waking up. So I think really, like, optimally, I know obviously people have to get up at certain times, but even by sort of um, sorting out your actual, your, your sleep cycle, like how you can actually create yourself to wake up at the same time every day. Like I mainly wake up around seven now because that's just my sleep routine. I go to bed at a certain time and my body naturally knows that I wake up around seven. And it's usually around that time, give or take, I know 20 minutes or something. Yeah. So uh, you definitely just, just hit the, hit the nail on the head. I was just literally about to say it's all about routine. And um, there's, there's days where I don't even need my alarm clocks because I go to bed at a certain time and I and I wake up at a certain time every day and and that enables your body to get into this nice rhythm and this uh, mm. this routine just very naturally and um, you, you will wake up before the alarm and it's that's an ama- it's an amazing feeling when you wake up before your alarm because you've naturally come out of this cycle rather than yeah being completely shocked into being awake by some crazy sounding alarm. Um, so yeah I think routine and, and getting into that habit is important for yourself and that's another reason why people who are doing shift work you know have you know have health health problems through through their sleep cycle because it's so erratic you know you mm-hmm. might work you might work on you know the graveyard shift for like a week and then you might go back to something else the following week and your body's all over the place it doesn't really know what it's doing um, and likewise you know if you have a if you're used to hitting the sack at a decent time and getting up at a certain time and then you go out for maybe an office do or go out for a few drinks midweek with a friend you know you, you wonder why you've felt so shattered the following morning and it's mm-hmm. because you've broken your routine so um, and do you have yeah. any i don't know if there is anything that that you could do but if let's say you have fallen out of your routine for whatever for whatever reason um is there any kind of tricks that you could do to try and get back into that routine because sometimes it can take weeks to get back into it uh, well, I mean, if you if you know you've fallen out of it the night before and you need some more sleep, then I, I'd just say you just need to kind of go back through the five steps, really. You mm-hmm. know, maybe the the next night you then just need to make sure and say you need to kind of work back. You know, say okay, tonight I'm going to hit the sack by half ten. Okay, so therefore between nine and ten, I want to be reading my book. At ten o'clock, I want to be doing a bit of meditation. Um, before that, maybe I want to put my gla- my my glasses on in the evening and start turning off sort of screens. So I think yeah, work back from the point where you want to actually be in bed falling asleep and start implementing these sort of basic steps um, and, and you'll get back into that routine immediately um, it's up to you ultimately you know if you mm-hmm. let it go for one or two weeks then um, you know you might have more problems and, but you know that's optimal 
uh, life isn't always as straightforward <laughs> yeah. as that like recently i've <clears throat> i've become more and more interested in you know what's going on around in the world and all these kind of alternative news sources on youtube and uh, what, mm-hmm. watching watching all these U- alternative channels on youtube is uh, is not a good thing to be doing at 10 <laughs> o'clock at night i've realized <laughs> the last couple of nights so you know i need to reset myself at the moment and get back into that habit and um, you know keep keep those kind of that sort of adrenaline information for the mornings with your coffee you know when you mm-hmm. want to be waking up and be stimulated mentally mm-hmm. um Definitely. Another thing I wanted to sort of talk about is just people actually being mindful of the kind of jobs they're doing. Like Wayne said there, like he obviously that's a job you've chosen, but mm-hmm. you've chosen a job that comes with a shift that may like have effects on your health because mm-hmm. you, the time you go to sleep. Another thing that people never consider is that like if you're doing a job that you generally really dislike, then while, while you're going to bed, you're thinking about, okay, well, I've got all that stuff to do tomorrow. It's yeah. going to be a terrible day. I've yeah. got to have a meeting with that boring boss. I hate my job. Mm-hmm. And you and then you kind of expect to have a great night's sleep and wake mm-hmm. up with energy, whereas your your body's kind of like sabotaged itself, saying, like, I want to feel rubbish. I want to stay in bed. I'm not going to feel energetic. Yeah, yeah you've already given yourself mental fatigue before you've even started, I guess. Yeah, you know, it, all, it, it does... It all starts with your own choices in life, doesn't it? Really, you know what you choose to do, and uh, you know following your passion, and and do, you know making sure that you do something you love, and 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 stop having the focus on on money. You know, step away from I've got to be earning this, or I've got to be having this. These materialistic things, it, that sort of stuff, really, really doesn't matter. What, what really matters is your happiness, and um, as soon as you can focus on that, and kind of be your most authentic self and be honest with yourself about what's really important to you and that's mm-hmm. going to get you out of bed in the morning um then yeah that'll help that and um, you that spoke the whole process you spoke um, a bit like i always say oh, sorry oh yeah i just i always say you know to everyone it's it it's the the kind of these four quadrants of health you know mindset lifestyle nutrition and exercise so you know work on your mind um, work on your lifestyle, the environment that you keep, the people that you surround yourself with, your nutrition, the food that you're putting into your mouth, um, and, and the way you're moving your body and, and using your body um, on a regular basis. And would, you, you need to look after all these areas to make sure that you're kind of functioning optimally. Could you talk a little bit about like that relationship between exercise and actual sleep? Because I know there's a massive link and like what time is the optimal time to work out if you want to get a good night's sleep yeah the link beyond just being absolutely knackered after you've done a work yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it really depends uh again it's quite an individual thing i think really and also it depends on your lifestyle so there's no no point in me saying to a client well you know the best time for you to train first thing in the morning at 6 a.m when you know he's got to get up and get to work for half six mm-hmm. you know it's uh, it's good he's going to find it harder you know if you're doing things like um you know, if you're doing heavy strength work, if you're loading the spine, so you're doing squatting or you're doing dead, heavy deadlifting, then doing it within two hours of just waking out out of your sleep isn't isn't the best time because of the the fluid in your spine and um, it's just not structurally going to be very good for you. So maybe you want to be be waiting until later on in the day. Um, I've heard the sort of optimal times are around sort of three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I, I must admit, I do find that sort of time of day is is good for me to train. Um, you've had a, you've probably had a couple of meals by then. You're kind of well into your wake cycle at that point. Um, so kind of your, your central ne- nervous system stimulated. Your muscles are full of glycogen. Um, so you're in this kind of optimal place to to perform some kind of high intensive activity. Um, so I think that maybe the the more complex or the, or the sort of the more 
detailed technique you need in the movements that you're performing, I'd probably say you probably want to do them a bit later on in the day. And then there's that tipping point. You know, maybe once you hit four, five, six o'clock, if you're going to the gym at six, seven o'clock and you're performing a really high volume, you know, hypertrophy workout. So you're going to stimulate your adrenal glands, you, you, you know, and especially if you're like a lot of the youngsters these days taking lots of pre-workout formulas and you know full of sugars full of caffeine um stimulating your adrenal glands at the the worst time of day possible to be releasing cortisol and adrenaline and i imagine a lot of people usually go to the gym after work and by the time you've traveled home it's six seven o'clock then you quickly yeah. have a bite to eat then you hit the gym at 8 p.m and then you're working out getting yourself all hyped up and then an hour later you're hoping that you're going to fall asleep somehow yeah absolutely yeah mate it just makes this task even more even harder um, I, I always say to my clients you know if you have to choose between evening or morning to work out I choose the morning anytime Definitely, because the, the morning is that time of day for maybe you've got one or two hours where no one could interrupt you it's your time it's your special time the phones aren't ringing because no one's out of bed mm-hmm. um, you, you can you know you're going to get your workout in and if you're someone who's getting so obsessed with their training um, if you're missing workouts then again that's going to create more sort of stress inside you or, or anxiety so if you get up make the effort to get up eat a good breakfast go and train it's out of the way then as well and if you've had a really if you have a really busy day at work you know you might have to do a couple of hours overtime you might get stuck in traffic and you know the, these sort of factors at the end of the day then you've also got to kind of get this energy from somewhere to then go in the gym and have an effective workout, which actually then is probably just going to be piling on more stress Definitely. onto you at the end of the day. Um, at least you finish your day's work or you know you've got to do some overtime. You've already trained. You know you feel good in yourself that you've trained. You don't have to worry about that. That's in the bag. And you know that whatever time you finish work, you can get home, you can relax, you can put your feet up, you can whack on your amber lenses, you know, you can have your chamomile tea and your sleepy honey, do a bit of meditation, reading, and then fall off to a nice sleep. Definitely. It kind of feels yeah. like a, a nice package of a day when you put it like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, you spoke a little bit about um, nutrition being part of that sort of system. Like, Are there things that people are eating or drinking regularly that are really just throwing out their potential to get actually good quality sleep? Uh, well, I, I guess any any kind of processed foods or any drinks that are stimulating the the adrenal response. Um, so is that sort of, that's sort of like the high sugar drinks, the caffeine, the taurine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sort of. Yeah, processed foods. You know, again, it's sort of all of these kind of processed foods that you put into your body can create inflammation um, and then your your gut if you you've, if you're having problems in with inflammation in your gut which is kind of generally where it starts they can release what they call cytokines um, that can then cross the, the, the blood brain barrier into your brain and they'll reduce uh, your ability to um, stimulate you you know neurotransmitters and all these these things like serotonin which can actually which are actually needed in the sleep cycle so if you're creating lots of inflammation from from poor diet and food intolerances and um, crap things you're eating and drinking then yeah that's going to have a an ultimate effect Um, so it's it's, you know everything in life including your body needs needs this balance and um, it's not that one hormone is bad or, or good for you it's that they all they all need to be kept at a certain level for, for you to perform properly um so yeah i'd say with with food that de- definitely they can that can have a negative effect um uh, you know foods that are higher in tryptophan 
like we touched on before, are going to be beneficial for you. Um, things like the sleepy honey, another plug. Pump, pumpkin um, seeds, almonds, yep, so sesame got, seeds, so you cashews. Got your poultry, <laughs> yeah, turkey, chicken, um, shellfish. I think shellfish is supposed to be one of the highest mm. forms of um, tryptophan that you can find. Obviously, fish, dairy. Dairy has does have it in sort of smaller numbers, um, but lots of dairy is a kind of a complete uh, form of amino acids, so it's quite a good source. And then you've got yeah, nuts, seeds, legumes. Um, they all have they're all a good source of uh, of tryptophan. Um, and of course, you know, you, tryptophan is then you know a precursor to serotonin production, um, and then your serotonin is a, a precursor to to the melatonin which is needed so yeah it has a massive effect what about sort of like obviously the, the timing of that food as well because i know like we say there people go to the gym and they go in at like seven eight in the evening and they come home and they're mm. whacking back this massive protein shake like a whey protein shake and then they're eating like a handful of all this i don't know just lots of people usually come back to the gym and they're just starving and they're filling up on food and then they're hoping yeah. to go to sleep like an hour later like because i know a lot of people do that like could you explain like why that's not a good idea well, I think it again. It's quite individual, you know. This I, I find I, I've played around with eat, not eating before bed, or you know, eating. You know, there's 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 schools of thought where if you don't eat two hours before bed, then your body will produce more growth hormone during sleep, which is um, so you're not not stimulating. Uh, insulin and blood sugar and that's your body will produce more growth hormone which is obviously good for recovery and things like that but then on the flip side of that if you're if you suffer from low blood sugar during the night you will you will wake up so again it's kind of trying to keep everything in balance for me if i if i fall asleep if i go to sleep and i'm hungry then i generally have a pretty broken night's sleep whereas if i could if i eat before going to bed as long as i'm not stuffed you know i've not stuffed my face um and i've eaten a pretty balanced meal um with you know protein fats and, and some form of sort of carbohydrate in there then it will help uh, keep my blood sugar stable throughout the night which enable me to have a kind of a, a longer deeper sleep um i like yeah. to have like a um, banana before bed because obviously that's sort of got some natural sugars in there but i think it's mm-hmm. also rich in like potassium which is relaxing on the nerves it kind of gets the nerves are laughing it's got some magnesium in there too and another thing i sort of want to touch on is is magnesium in particular because i think that's some that's a really powerful mineral that a lot of people are lacking which can actually really really improve health so june do you want to talk a little bit about magnesium uh yeah i i i'd, I'd say magnesium is one of those supplements you know there's so many supplements out there that you know you can you can get so bogged down in taking supplements but i think magnesium from my experience in the past it's, it's definitely a uh, another game changer I think for, for helping with sleep uh, it's something that the majority of people are deficient in and you find a lot of people who, who do have sleep problems can be magnesium deficient um, and obviously a lot of females who take an excessive amount of calcium due to worrying about um, you know osteoporosis and stuff like that um, calcium and magnesium are you know the opposites of each other um, and too much calcium will cause your body to to get rid of magnesium so it's actually more essential for you to have more magnesium in your diet because you will rather than supplementing with calcium because you there's so many sources in your diet that that will enable you to have calcium so um so yeah it's an important thing I, i've taken it and it's also you've got to get a good form of magnesium so mm-hmm. you get lots of these zma products which have really crap really poor forms of magnesium in them um i, I sometimes if i do take it i sometimes take a magnesium glycinate because i'm taking a um, citrate at the moment i don't know whether 
which one is probably more biodegradable. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's that great. Thanks for that. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, I know there's like the really bad version. Rather than taking a ZMA product, I'd recommend getting a really good separate product of zinc, zinc picolinate, and magnesium glycinate um, to take in the evenings. You can also get um, topical creams as well for magnesium um, that you kind of rub onto your skin. So if you rub it onto the area behind your knees or uh, or behind your elbows, the opposite side to your elbows, um, that area of the skin is really thin so it enables it to go go through into your bloodstream because um, if you take quite high doses of magnesium if you need to take quite high doses it can cause um, g- uh, gastro sort of distress so you might have like the runs if you take too much magnesium um, but it depends how sensitive your gut is to it mm-hmm. um, and also as well, um, sorry I was just going to say if you if you do have if you are having gut problems then obviously having a, a topical form of magnesium is going to be much better for you because you're actually going to absorb probably more of it um so that that's worth keeping in mind definitely i was going to say like obviously epsom salt baths can be really beneficial as well so if you're having a hot bath before you like a warm bath for bed yeah. chuck in some epsom salts and let that magnesium just sunk like sink into your skin and it's yeah. super relaxed especially if you've been to the gym as well so yeah definitely i mean i went through a period this year of going to um, flotation tanks um which are you know another really good form of getting into some meditation but you're you life you're lying in a in a bath of sort of 900 pounds in weight of uh, epsom salts um and that's i think that's been shown as a really good way to to absorb and kind of refill magnesium stores so, so yeah another thing i wanted to touch upon is obviously some people are sleeping with partners when at night time so if you're kind of doing all this sort of planning before bed but then you get into bed and your partner's on their ipad is wiggling around is a bit of a snore or maybe it's overweight like yeah. how, how do you deal with that <laughs> Oof, yeah knock them out stick them in another room have a bat next to the bed yeah <laughs> sleep in another room <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah it's that's i think it's it's really hard from my past experience in relationships you know if if one of you's sleeping really well and the other one's not or the other one one's disturbed one's maybe snoring you know and it can affect the other one and then that can start to give you kind of stress in your relationship and again you enter this really vicious cycle so i think it's just really important to both sort of talk to each other and work out this um you know how to help each other out with with your sleep because both of you sleeping well is just going to make your relationships so much better um and, and if that means if you've got a spare room and if it means that one of you is snoring more or you know whatever then it might be worth you going and sleeping in the other room just because it's just going to save you having to have a, an argument the following day over some stupid you know thing that one of you's done in the kitchen you know so um yeah and that's, is there anything, that's my relationship advice is there anything <laughs> that anyone i don't know again whether or not there is anything that one could do but is there anything that if you are a snorer for example that you could do to reduce your snoring beyond what? those nose things I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, sleep apnea and a lot of these things is, you know, the causative effect of a lot of this is probably stress and nu- nutrition. You know, mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, if you're smoking, you, you potentially could be uh, restricting the, the, the pathways that you're, that you're breathing through, you know, so that's going to obviously potentially cause... Um, cause problems with your snoring and then obviously if you're drinking i mean i I used to find as soon as you have a late night and you're drinking you know you you're there with your mouth wide open kind of (laughs) sounding like a foghorn you know (laughs) Um, so yeah i'd i'd say that your nutrition and it is really critical 
to to, to probably that. Um, and, but who knows? You know, you might have some structural problems with your with your sinuses that need to be looked at. Um, but I, I think I think definitely I think reducing your overall systemic stress in your life, improving your mindset, improving your lifestyle, eating good nutrition, um, exercising, making sure you go to bed sleepy. Um, I think that's all going to have this uh, a positive effect. I just wanted to touch on um, the point a bit you've made there about kind of getting into arguments with your partner when you haven't had sleep. And I think people really need to see that a great night's sleep means that you actually, they've done studies that show that in the day you're going to have much more willpower. So there's mm. been tests as well that if you're, if you're having a rubbish sleep, you're going to, you're more likely to actually eat more. And I think they did a test yeah. on some students who had, they disrupted their sleep throughout the night and the group that got a great night's sleep actually ate less, which was on a table in front of them, both doing the same thing. They ate less than the people who had, had a, had a, like they had the um, sleep disrupted. Are there other sort of things that sort of like that? Where I know your willpower is, is affected, and I know obviously you're more likely to eat more if you don't sleep enough. So, is there any other things that people need to kind of be aware of? Yeah, ghrelin and leptin, are two really really important hormones to do with. Uh, so, ghrelin's to do with your hunger. Um, so, it, through through lack of sleep, your your ghrelin will go up. Your levels of ghrelin will go up. Um, which will obviously lead you to to eat more. So as ghrelin goes up, it's your hunger hormone that stimulates the brain to tell you you need to eat. Um, and then obviously leptin will go down. And leptin is in charge of energy expenditure. Um, so if leptin goes down, then your body is actually ex- it wants to expend less energy. So of course, then if you re- we think of kind of energy in and energy out, um, your your energy in this is going up and your energy out is going down, and that's obviously potentially going to lead to weight gain. Cool. And last thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap up is just a quick touch on EMF and whether you've kind of looked into how that maybe affects sleep. EMF? Were they a band in the 90s, weren't they? (laughs) 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 I don't know if you're joking now. Sorry. Yeah, we're getting cocky, aren't I? Um, what what is EMF? I actually I don't know what EMF is. So it's to do with um, sort of electromagnetics or those fields. Uh, which electromagnetic are... fields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um... So I mean, I can have a little <laughs> talk about it if you like. Yeah, go for it. So now I was just going to say, obviously, I've been looking in recently a lot about EMF, and obviously. Like you say, there a lot of people have a lot of electric going on if only in their room, whether that's their computer, which is picking up Wi-Fi. They've got their yeah. mobile in their hands, yeah, picking sure. up Wi-Fi. They've got their actual um, iPads in the bed. And so all this Wi-Fi, this ele- electric magnetic field is actually in your room. And actually, there's so much research on just how that actually disrupts, disrupts your sleep because... At the end of the day, um, as humans, we are electrical beings. We're passing these messages through our body through electrical impulses. And actually, people don't actually understand that a lot of the time, um, these fields, these electromagnetic fields around us are actually going to disrupt our sleep. And I've been reading a lot about that, and I'll actually share some articles on that on the blog. But um, one thing that people can do is, like, first of all, if you've got your Wi-Fi box sitting in your room, understand that there are some sort of signals coming off that that are going throughout your room which are going to actually yeah. affect how your your the molecules in your body actually are are working and a lot of people kind of have their mobile phone like i don't know two foot away from their head yeah. while they're sleeping and again this is sending waves out which is going to disrupt your sleep and it's funny because um i slept over my girlfriend's last night and um we both had a really disrupted sleep and we always put our mobile phones onto airplane mode usually before we go to bed and yeah 
this morning we woke up I was like oh, we, I didn't sleep very well last night and she was like oh no 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 me and I looked at my phone I was like oh I've left my I left my um, Wi-Fi and she was like oh so did I and I was like yeah. I don't know whether obviously that might be reading too deeply but I do de- generally think that it does have an effect and yeah. there are a lot more studies coming out about this yeah you, yeah, absolutely yeah I've heard exactly the same and I, I do the same and I suggest to everyone that they turn absolutely everything off in their room yeah um, I, I turn my, my phone onto airplane mode but then part of you thinks well is, is that enough you know is is your mm-hmm. phone still you just don't know what these devices are kind of yeah, doing what, what if next door have their Wi-Fi box against your bed <laughs> yeah that's it yeah you're screwed aren't you um, I, I think yeah there's so much interference anyway with all these things going on around us all the time all you can do is try and minimize it in your in your room your kind of make make your room that kind of sacred place where all you do in there is sleep and have sex um <laughs> basically you know or, or read a book before you you know you're in bed but um i think i think that's that's the thing if you if you're spending all your time lying on your bed watching tv or um you, your kind of brain doesn't know really what it's it's there for so i think if you've got that cut off to knowing that right this is now i'm in my bedroom now i'm lying on my bed this means this equates to me going to sleep so that's important definitely cool okay well, i guess we're gonna wrap things up now but it'd be great if you can let people know where they can actually get that free book that you put together awesome yes yeah. so if you pop along to coverfitness.co.uk and just uh, fill in your uh, email address you'll be put onto my mailing list and it'll also send you a link to download the the free download the five habits of highly effective sleepers and there's there's links in that to the amber glasses on amazon uh the horse boy the fiction book that i read uh i think there's a link to gems sleepy honey but i'm sure you put that in the show notes right sleepyhoney.com sleepyhoney.com um, <laughs> plus you'll also get an explanation of how and why it works better than the one i did <laughs> So do you want to let people know how they can, or how, I mean, you've given us the website, how else can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can get me on Twitter, Adam underscore Stansbury or at Cover Fitness. Um, Facebook, uh, my page is, if you look for Adam Stansbury, that's my personal, but if you want my page, it's facebook.com forward slash AD Stansbury. Um, and I spend the majority of my time these days on Instagram. That's kind of my social uh, favorite social media so you can see all my kind of goings on from the food I eat the coffee I drink the, I love the, the, the recipes and the ingredients and the best, recipes to see <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, lo- lots of cool stuff and um, I've got isn't quite- it a social media faux pas to uh, post what you're eating isn't that, isn't that frowned upon these things? Yeah, but, but Adams yeah. is art, though. Adams is it, art. It is art. art. When you're the London <laughs> Forage champion, people expect you Well, that's to be. true. That's yeah. true. If uh, anybody's yeah. got the right to post what they're eating, it's, yeah. the, it's the porridge champion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's... I was talking to someone about this yesterday, and people love food. It's like the, the this common thing that every single human being on the planet has. And I think it's hilarious how how much enjoyment other people get from looking at your food you know the <laughs> likes people like your pictures of mm-hmm. just food um but um i think also because you know i'm a pt i'm a nutrition coach and so it's it's good for clients and people who are interested in what i'm doing to see what i eat or, or how i'm cooking it to yeah you just don't post the pictures of those donuts and <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah they're, they're off the side of the picture they are the donuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't actually eat that food i eat the donuts <laughs> I, just, I just make that stuff. <laughs> cool. Well, um, thank you so much for your time, Adam, and I'm sure we're going to have you on again in the future. So, um, yeah, awesome, guys. Yes. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure Likewise. having gas. And uh, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing. I love love the podcast. Um, yeah, keep Wicked. it coming. 
Well, have a good day, and we'll speed you soon. We'll do. Cheers, cheers, guys. Always a pleasure to talk to a good old Stan. What a guy. I I don't understand. Yeah, I know, but I was just I like that nickname for him, Stan. I wonder if anybody's already called him Stan. That's got to have happened. Adam Stansbury. Next time. That's got to have happened. Anyway, always a pleasure talking to him. Yep. So there was a lot there, a lot to take away. So we are hoping that by listening to this episode, tonight, when you tuck yourself into bed after following some of those steps, you go the fuck to sleep. Yes. Yes. And that's our aim, because we want to make better people out of you, out of me. <laughs> that's our aim. We want you to go the fuck to sleep. That. That's it, not really the aim of the podcast, Jam. If people are going to sleep whilst listening to the podcast. Yeah, well, that's an alternative podcast <laughs> where we read, uh, like, little, I mean, sing lullabies or... Or read a really boring book. <laughs> Don't call Adam's books boring. No, not... <laughs> not the horse boy. We not know the... how much he loves the horse oh, boy. I wasn't, I wasn't mocking his book. I was just saying, if we were to read a really boring book in a really boring way... They might fall the fuck to sleep. Cool. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening, people. We are going to be back. We are going to we be will. more consistent. We are. We, we said this last time. No, we are. But that's it. Yeah. I'm going to make Wayne do some more work. But summer's over. Summer is well over now. Yeah. There's no. There shouldn't be much in terms of schedule clashes. You're, you're saying it like we were like busy at the pool drinking cocktails or. Well. We have I no, was. We have Where no are you? Ex- <laughs> <laughs> we have no excuse and we're sorry. No. Well, no, we have a very good excuse, actually. Well, we're we doing need... our talk. We need to find a time, Wayne. We need to find a time. We do. Anyway. Anyway. The point is, more episodes, more frequent. It's happening. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Yes. Actually, we didn't even say anything about... Con- sod it. You know how to contact us. <laughs> no, let's say it. Go you on, can't man. just say sod it. You know. What about the new listeners? What about the new ones? New we guys, can't disrespect follow me new... on Twitter at C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z or you can email me at gem at powerfulnonsense.com. Well, you're saying it like it's nice important. <laughs> Go on then, show us how it's done. If you want to email me, you can email me at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com or if you would like to speak to me on the Twitters, then you can tweet me at wayne underscore Ingram. That's yeah, let... I-N-G. Go on. <laughs> I am... <laughs> What? <laughs> sorry the look on your face when i interrupted you then was a picture sorry get on with it what that's it that's it oh you said it i said it i've cool. done it thanks for listening oh, guys and wait what <laughs> if you like the episode which you no doubt did because it was an awesome episode leave a review please on itunes we'll love you forever and it helps to spread the word. If you're like me, you've probably just cut this episode off because the end of the episode <laughs> happened and you're not even listening to this. So whoever's listening to this, you are the diehards. Yes. You you are the people who make the world go round. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you guys the most because you stick with it to the end. Thank you. So thank you. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.